Super Talk Mississippi media production. Sign up for a six-month bottled water contract for your home or office today and get your first five-gallon bottle free. Visit watertomydoor.com and use code DRINKITIN at checkout. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Janelle Nolan talking about the commitment that Coast Electric Power Association has to the community through its members. It's an opt-in program where members can round up on their bills and it adds up to a lot of money over, uh, I think she said four years, $1.2 million to various causes. That's terrific. Really terrific. Um, I, it's no surprise to anyone. I'm a big time fisherman. <laughs> I fish, I fish as long as I can remember. And I spent a lot of time offshore and I have for a long, long, long period of time. Just this past weekend, we ran nearly 200 miles in my boat. And uh, as someone who spends a lot of time offshore, uh, the Coast Guard is some, a group that I never take for granted. I have to tell you, I never take the Coast Guard for granted. They're one of the most important military groups in coastal Mississippi. So in my commitment to the military, I am thrilled today to be able to focus uh, a bit more on the Coast Guard. And we hope to have them even more on the show as we go forward. Without any further ado, let me bring in Dominic Banks. He's a he's a boatswain, uh, uh, mate, uh, second class, and uh, we're gonna we're just gonna talk about the Coast Guard in general. But before we go any further, let me welcome Dominic to the show. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. So where you're where are you sitting right now? So right now I'm actually in my office in uh, the RNS side of the unit. Um, so I'm the rescue and survival petty officer. So I'm just kind of over in. My neck of the woods. So you're you're on duty now. At any at any moment, actually, you could get a call to have to have to go do a, a search and rescue or whatever might might come to your way, huh? Absolutely. Yep, we're on call twenty four seven when we're on duty. Um, so you hear the star alarm, we all go running to the communications room and figure out what's going on, and then the search and rescue group uh, um, gets prepared, gets all the information we need, and then head down to the boats and go out and do our thing. Uh, you're 25 years old. I'm always struck by when I, when I do encounter the Coast Guard, um, I'm always struck by how young you are and how professional you are, how trained you are. Uh, I can't help but remember after Hurricane Katrina, obviously before your time, but the role the Coast Guard played after Hurricane Katrina was so darn important, not only here, but all across the Gulf regions, particularly in places like New Orleans is, your helicopters went in and saved so many people that were on their roofs, et cetera. What a what an incredible, it uh, run an incredibly important <laughs> uh, branch of the military you guys are. So let's uh, let's take a step back for a second, Dominic. I, I want to hear a little bit more about you know where you grew up. You grew up in Colorado Springs. Uh, tell me about your early life and what was the decision to get into the Coast Guard. Um. So yeah, I graduated high school in 2015, um, ended up going to Colorado State University, uh, was there for two years, did, um, actually was doing biochemistry there, um, only did two years, and then just kind of wasn't my thing, so I actually watched uh, Coast Guard Alaska on, 
on Discovery Channel all the time and fell in love with it and wanted to actually be an aviation maintenance technician. Um, so joined the Coast Guard and tried to go that route. And then during my flight physical, they actually found that I had a premature heartbeat and they grounded me for my career, said you can't fly. So had to do a different route. And that's when I chose Bosun's Mate. And now I'm driving boats and doing search and rescue and law enforcement on this side instead of being up in the helicopters and doing it from that side of the spectrum. Hey, you look, you know, when people think about, when think of, people think about the Coast Guard, they think about places like coastal Mississippi where you might have to venture out to, to do whatever, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, you have a, you know, a wide range of potential, um, you know, missions that you might have. But they don't think of places like Greenville, Mississippi. I, I have a place up in the Mississippi Delta in, right outside of Greenwood. And I have dear friends who live in Green, Greenville. Greenville, as you have learned, uh, is, uh, is, has a lot of his, history there as it relates to the blues, music, and et cetera. But you actually, you, when you got out of boot camp, you, you were with the Coast Guard Cutter uh, Patoka. Is that right? Is that, does I say that correctly? In Greenville. Uh, tell me about being there on the Mississippi River. Yeah, so when I uh, was at boot camp and they went through and said that everybody's picks and where we were going, and I got Coast Guard Carter Patoka in Greenville, Mississippi, I um, didn't really know what to expect, had never heard of the town, didn't know much about it, and then found out that I was going to be on a river buoy tender, and I guess I hadn't done a lot of my own research going into the Coast Guard, so I didn't really know what that side of the uh, the job was going to be, so... Um, there wasn't really much to do in Greenville, Mississippi, as far as activities. Um, a lot of the crew was really big into hunting and fishing, and um, I got lucky. I actually raced dirt track cars, and there's a track that was right down the street from the base, so that was awesome for me. Got to meet a lot of really cool people, and then, um, yeah, the job was uh, river buoy tender, so we went out. We did all of the buoys that... It was like a 120-mile-ish stretch of the Mississippi River. We did all of the buoys. We did all of the day boards, the towers, um, just making sure that all of the day boards and the lights and the beacons were all working properly. You could see all the boards. We were brush cutting, cutting down trees in the area and kind of just doing a wide spectrum of things. And it was actually pretty fun. It was long days when you're underway, 16 hours. You worked sun up to sundown. And then when you were in port, we were reloading the boat and, um, yeah, making sure that we had everything ready to go out the next week to do it all over again. Yeah, so it's interesting. In fact, that, that role that the Coast Guard plays in Greenville and all along the Mississippi River, uh, it is incredibly important. What you were doing there was really, really important because there are, there are hazards galore on that river and if you guys aren't aren't making sure that the, the ships that are just abs- 24 hours a day 7 days a week up and down that river it's a, it's important to keeping that safe for folks and you felt the responsibility didn't you absolutely yeah we had one uh, really big storm come through and it actually moved a lot of the sand in one of our big bends it's called Victoria Bend and it was had moved so much sand into that bend that boats were running aground left and right and we were going up and having to work with the dredge and 
going up and replacing buoys as they were getting taken out. We were replacing them and just making sure that everyone knew where they could safely navigate and not run aground. Yeah, for, for sure. From there, you went to Boson uh, Mate A School in Yorktown, Virginia, and you said that, that uh, Station Pascagoula was your number one pick. Why was that? Um, so leaving the Aton world, I wanted to go more into the law enforcement side of the Coast Guard. Um, and so there were five picks of the three picks that we got that were a level one um, tactical units. Um, so you got um, tactical boat crew and tactical coxswain leaving um, or at that unit. Um, so this was one of those five, but um, racing has been a big part of my life. And I also kind of included that hobby into wherever I got stationed. And so I could still race with the crew that I was um, racing with in Greenville and then was also able to do the job that I wanted. So. I get to go out and we do cruise ship escorts and do a lot of really cool training with tactics. And it's actually turned out to be a really awesome unit. I get kind of the best of both worlds in that aspect. So September 2021, you got your current rate, uh, ranking. Yep. Tell me, what is a bosun um, mate second class? What what is, what is your primary responsibility? Um, so here I am... Um, um, as a second class, I'm also a uh, officer of the day, so I kind of run the day-to-day -day operations, especially once command leaves at the end of the day. Um, I'm kind of in charge of the crew, making sure that we're doing what we need to. We go out and do the mission properly. Um, I'm also a bosun's mate, so um, whenever I'm not the OD, I'm going out doing patrols. I'm driving the boat, making sure that... that we're doing the patrols. We're getting what we need done. Um, and so I'll go out and drive the boat with my crew. And then if we have enough people and there's a bonus uh, BM that's coxing qualified and we also have an OD, then I can also get underway and be a boarding officer and go out doing the boardings, making sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to and has all the correct equipment on board when they're out. I have a friend of mine who lives down in uh, in the Keys of Florida, and um, he's retired, but he has a boat similar to mine, and he he volunteers. In fact, I think they hire his boat out, but he volunteers, and he's actually – he brings his boat out, and he's done all the training that's required of him, and he participates in a lot of the training missions that they have down there. And he, he said, you know, Ricky, you need to get into that. And I would love to do that if it weren't for this show. And the show kind of limits, you know, what my, my availability on a moment's notice, which is the case with him. But he really enjoys. It. He posts the pictures all the time. And the thing that that really uh, really is fundamental to what he shares with me is how much training you guys actually do. It's not like you just get trained and it's done. You are constantly practicing. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit more about your crew and just how intense this constant practice thing really is all about we'll see you after this after this break with a member of the coast guard dominic banks uh when we get back thanks subscribe for free to the coast view podcast on itunes google Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. This is the part of what of, of, do, of doing Coast View that I enjoy so much, and that is meeting people like Dominic Banks, who's so committed to what he does. He's excited about what he does. He's extremely competent and well-trained. And the Coast Guard, I mean, no one can deny that the Coast Guard has such an important role to play in coastal Mississippi in so many incredible ways. But when we went to break, we're talking about all the training they do. It's constantly some form of training that's happening. Let's do this first, uh, Dominic. Tell me about your team. When you're on a boat, tell me about your team. So um, every boat, when they get underway, they have a qualified coxswain who drives the boat. Um, you have to have a boarding officer on board. They are the ones that are going to run the boardings when we're underway. You have to have a boarding team member. So he's going to be the one that helps out the boarding officer. And then you have to have a crew member, um, on our larger platform, the 45, we have to have a qualified engineer that's underway. So if anything mechanically goes wrong, since there's so many systems on that boat, um, they're there to fix it or diagnose any issues, um, and then we usually bring uh, break-ins underway so that they can get familiar with the boat, get familiar with the missions. And then especially with like uh, break-in coxswains, when they get underway, they're the ones that are driving the boat, getting used to it, um, seeing what the coxswain has to offer to them for experiences and like how they would, what they would do in different situations and that kind of thing. But um, you have to have minimum of three-person uh, crew that are all qualified underway, and then we usually throw in a couple break-ins and make sure that we have all of the required qualifications when we get underway to do that specific mission. When you're out there, do you feel the responsibility? Do you feel like, wow, this, this there's, I, 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 in this moment, I have a lot of responsibility, and I'm going to oh. take it very seriously? Oh, yeah. So, especially our bigger boat, um, I mean, it's very large. I mean, 45 feet long, so it's, I mean, it's a very expensive boat that you're, I'm like in charge of it. The second I sign that boat out and get the boat underway, I'm in charge of the boat, the crew, and anything that we do during that patrol or during that case. So, yeah, there's a lot of responsibility, especially when you're doing search and rescue. You're heading out. You have to still be cautious of everything that's going on, boats that are in the area, and then when you get on scene, you have to assess it. Make sure that your approach to the situation is going to be the best for your crew and for the people that you're helping out. Make sure that no one's getting hurt, that you're trying to save property, save lives. You're, there's a lot that goes into it when you get underway and you're in charge of everything that's going on. I'm curious about something. Um, I read a story this morning where some um, some uh, cocaine, packaged cocaine, actually washed up on the beaches of I want to say Louisiana is where where they were, uh, but th- we've read stories like this in Alabama or Florida and wherever, maybe even the Mississippi coast along the way. Um, to what extent are you guys involved in drug interdiction? Um, so we don't have a lot of drug interdiction as the small boat station here. Um, however, the cutters, the we have, well, had two FRC cutters that were stationed here um, on the island with us. They do a lot more of that drug interdiction. Um, however, if we go out and we either have intel on a boat that says, hey, this boat's going to be in your AOR, be looking out for them. They're, um, they most likely have drugs or they have migrants on their boat, then 
we go out, we look at these boats, we can look at our AIS, our um, a system that shows us where these boats are and who they are. Um, but we go out and we can be looking for those boats that could be smuggling or if we see drugs that are just floating, then obviously we get it out of the water, get it back to our base and then get it to the people, the correct people that need to yeah. have it for it. How far, Dominic, how far out might y'all go from Pascagoula? Like what's, what's the sort of the longest distance you will go? So for us, it's, um, we go out 50 nautical miles from our unit. Um, and then from there, that's when the larger cutters that can be out for longer, can be out for days instead of just hours. That's when they take over. And um, so yeah, for us, it's 50 nautical miles. Yeah. Okay. I was always curious about that. What is what is life like in the Coast Guard? Do you, do you love it? T- tell me about it. Yeah. I mean, it has its ups and downs. You have days that relax and you just kind of do your job here. You do the maintenance on the boats and then kind of relaxing but then you have those other days that it's it's very busy you have a lot going on you have maintenance you have um for me i have a lot of rns maintenance that i have to do to keep all of the rescue and survival equipment where it needs to be then you have SAR cases you have patrols you have senator visits you have escorts so some days can be a little more busy than others but um I mean, I like being in the Coast Guard. I think it's very rewarding, especially when you get done with that SAR case and you know that you just saved two people's lives. You saved their boat. You got the boat back on the trailer in one piece and everyone's going home safe. And so it's pretty rewarding. I have a tremendous amount of respect for you guys. I look forward to staying in touch. We didn't even get into the hurricane preparation mode, but as we get further into the season, it's been quiet. Uh, I expect it will not be quiet at some point for sure, and we may have to dodge one or two. Let's hope we don't have to do too much of that, but the work that you guys do in that arena is incredibly important. So there's a lot more to talk about. I look forward to staying in touch and coming back together with you again. As I said during the break, Dominic Banks, you did a great job. You're, You're smooth, and you're impressive, and you're inspiring and keep up the great work, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. You you bet. This has been Dominic Banks from the Coast Guard. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.